You're listening to Childeric. Brother of Parkland shooting victim destroys politically motivated FBI raid on Trump attorney's office. Uh, what? Yeah, so... Stuff like that. Stuff, uh, you know? Dirty cop Mueller investigating Trump for $150,000 donation to Ukrainian oligarch who gave $13 million to the Clintons. By the way, Ukraine is not Russia. So, there's that. But also, they, in, Mueller's investing, he's like $150,000. And this is the thing I was just talking about. You had uh, sheiks in, in Arabia passing off $25 million checks to the Clinton Foundation that I guarantee you was used, <laughs> was used during Hillary's campaign. Not only that, there, I mean, there's so many other things. The DNC funds were used. The Hillary Foundation, Clinton Foundation funds were used. And here, once again, we have this, uh, we have $150,000 for Trump. And we have a $13 million donation to the Clintons. To the Clintons. I'm gonna get you, Clinton. And why are these liberals all pushing for a civil war or pushing for a war with Syria? Why are they pushing for that? And I think that is why is that? Is it because there are people still alive in Syria with which the Clintons and Obama were working with? Running guns, committing terrorism, funding terrorism, giving them weapons, you've got Benghazi, you've got, you know, ISIS, ISIL, which is Obama's pet name for ISIS. It's the code name for ISIS. Then you got that other, that other Al-Nusra. These were all fronts. They were fronts. <laughs> Some time ago, Obama had probably taken them over. And not only that, uh, his, this course of action is not, uh, it's not without reason. It's not without reason. It's pretty simple to see that, you know, he had uh, instigated the Arab Spring, the so-called Arab Spring, where the Arabs rose up and everybody, ugh, five, five countries overthrown. Syria in total chaos, civil war. Massive amounts of immigrants flooding into Europe from the Middle East, from war-torn parts of the Middle East, who in turn start busting the place up. Yeah, like nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows what's been going on. Why do you want a war in Syria? Probably to clean up the rest of the mess that you left when you went in there and you started doing the things that you were doing. We get it. We get it. Uh, Obama did it. This is Obama. That's the kind of stuff that we have to... In all of that, in all of that, in spite of, in spite of all of this garbage that, we've had, that we're having to clean up right now because of Obama and Hillary and the Clintons and their foundation and their, this whole pay-to-play and the... And, Liberals just being, well, we're going to be the leaders of the entire world. Globalism, globalism. So in just over a year, we've been having to clean that up, and that's coming along slowly. And I'm sure more people, you know, will mysteriously die before they get around to investigating, before the investigations make their way to the actual people that have been involved and have all of the criminal, you know, events in their, in their history and in their, in their past, people that were involved in this. Yeah. It, but in spite of all of that, the economy's great, okay? Trump's doing the things that he promised to do, which is a first for a president. You know, most presidents go in there, well, uh, we want, wanted to do that, but uh, well, like Barack Obama, wanted to close Gitmo. Got in there and realized, shit, I need to keep Gitmo open. <laughs> yeah, we have these things set up in there for a reason. We have them set up there for a reason. So instead of getting rid of Gitmo, he turned it into a catch and release station. <laughs> We're going to ship you to Gitmo, but uh, just, just 
Hang tight and we'll, we'll get you out. We'll get you to Canada. Get you flush with some millions up there because Trudeau will just give you $10 million if you're coming back home. You don't think Trudeau's in on it? Yeah, he is. He is. Most definitely is. You don't think that, that Trudeau's liberals would rig an election? Guaranteed they would. I mean, they're the biggest importer of, of, of immigrants right now. They're just importing them, importing voters. And then they're like, well, we want to get them to vote, get them to vote. Like, okay, and if there was some type of law that had been passed prior to the condition being set, you may have had a chance at that. You may have had a chance at that. But, but if you're like, oh, we have to do this because we're importing all these voters and telling them to vote for us. Uh -uh. Nope. Nope. And I, to be honest with you, uh, I don't have to go and go off and disparage him too much because he, I'll just let him be himself because uh, he doesn't really need any help making dumb decisions. But I find it really odd that he takes a trip not just a month ago uh, after he came back from India, wasn't even sitting down for a week, turns around and heads to Chicago. Who lives in Chicago? Hmm. And after that, he, he stopped off there for a little thing. Then he went to San Francisco. Then he headed down to whatever, San Bernardino or whatever. The people he was talking to were tech people. These are these same people, the same roundtable tech people that were sitting down at the bar. So he visited Chicago, San Francisco, and whatever. Hollywood somewhere down there. I don't know what, he, what else he was doing. But the thing everyone wants to know in Canada, the media is all abuzz about it. Did he make different socks for each city <laughs> that he wore to each city? Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody can see what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. Parkland. The, the kid, David Hogg, the kid, Meets with Obama at the White House, is on the registry. His, his, name, his name is signed in with a, as a visitor to the White House. Okay. Obama gives him candy. Next thing we know, this kid moves from California, Southern California to Parkland, Florida. And then there's a shooting and he's the poster child now. Uh, he, he's the poster child now. And everyone's just totally forgot that there were 3,000 other people, other young people that were also survivors of that same shooting. But magically, Obama's candy kid is there at just the right place, just the right time. Out of all the places, out of all the coincidences that could happen, oh, this is the kid that Obama knows that he's met before, that he gave candy to. Uh, yeah, I call BS. And so, once again, we have another situation where, and I've talked about this before, I guess it bears repeating that the fact of the matter is that behind these, these, these terrorist events that have been happening, did you notice a change? Did you happen to notice a change in the events? You know, it used to be, uh, it, terrorism used to be quite a bit different, okay? Somebody from the outside, somebody from, from Saudi Arabia, somebody from the Middle East, Africa, somewhere, would come in from the outside, bring his beliefs with him, and wait like a sleeper cell until he was time to strike. Now we got people that are here already. And if you go back and look at some of these events, the events changed. They changed in specific ways that lead me personally to believe that Obama was involved in all of these. Not, not only was he involved, he was probably planning them. Why do I say that? It's because of the fact that, that the, in the Pulse nightclub shooting, the FBI knew the guy. Not only that, his father was an informant for the FBI for 11 years. A paid informant of the FBI. They tried to recruit Mateen, Omar Mateen. Well, well, well. So 
they investigate some minor thing, you know, it gets like that. You know, if it, they go and investigate domestic violence all the time, all the time, you know. So they clear him of this thing. And next thing you know, the guy goes to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabian intelligence says he didn't make anything very important. Comes back, shoots the place up. And when he's on the 911 call, talking about the fact that he's shooting the place up, he says, I'm doing it on behalf of Al Nusra and ISIL. And because they, then because the United States of America had bombed some ISIS leader. And so essentially what he's doing is telling you what's going on. Because Obama's the only one that ever called ISIS ISIL. And the very next day after the FBI, or the person, who, the investigator on the scene, uh, had talked about the 911 call, he specifically said that the shooter said ISIL. Okay? The shooter said ISIL, not ISIS. But when that came up, when the people pointed that out, like, so he said ISIL, then the media went and shifted it to ISIS. It's an important distinction. And then it's a, an important event right there because that means one of a couple of things. The media is aware of the connotations of ISIL. ISIL must be a code name. Uh, and whenever, since it's only Obama that uses ISIL and not even ISIS uses ISIL, okay, that points you directly to Obama. The other thing is that um, everyone knows that al-Nusra was a front uh, for a group that was being used by the United States to funnel weapons and drugs and money through uh, uh, Lebanon into Syria. Those weapons were coming from Libya. Not, not, not just any old place in Libya, Benghazi. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? So they're, they're going along doing all this stuff. And, and so you've got that. So the next day, all references to ISIL disappeared. And then from then on, it was ISIS. Continually, it was ISIS. Okay. The other thing is, is that, uh, remember Dallas? They had the, the big marches and the riots and all that stuff, the Black Lives Matter and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then they were like, that guy goes off and starts shooting cops. And we get the pictures of like the cops protecting the people. So, so then it was cops and it was, a, they were trying to start a race war. They, you know, trying to do all this other stuff. So fast forward to after Obama leaves office, after Obama leaves office, now all of a sudden we have Las Vegas. But what happened in Vegas? Well, let's look at, um, Let's look at the fact that the events are, are changing and morphing based on events on the ground. That means the person who's behind him is still um, behind them, but his position has changed. And the only person that that could be is Barack Obama. The reason why I say that is because before he was in a position to um, clean up loose ends, block investigations in certain ways, um, not order that certain things be pursued or whatever. He wasn't there to clean it up. His people, some of his people that were key, to helping him clear these things, to keep these things from becoming known, aren't there anymore. So he's not there, they're not there. And so now that's what you're seeing is the change in all of these, uh, their tactics have changed depending on their conditions. That's how you know who they are. That's how you know that it's them doing it. That's how you know. That's, that's how you know that it's them doing it and not anybody else. So that right there is my advice to everyone is to take heed, be warned that these people who, especially people who are liberals, need to realize that <laughs> these people have been doing this stuff in your name, on your behalf. They're lowlifes, man. These people are lowlifes. They got no business being around anywhere near the power. And their criminal activity needs to be prosecuted. They need to be prosecuted and, and where appropriate, thrown in jail.
or other, whatever the other thing is. I don't know what else you do. But it's clear that what's been happening, it's clear. It's getting clearer by the day. 